you have your Bible, turn to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Father, let every ear be anointed to hear. Let every heart be receptive to your word today. And Lord, as we life. Lord, thank you that you become strong. Lord, that we thank you for it, Lord. Jesus' name, amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5, and let's look in verse 1. The Bible says, for we know. I love the way the Bible, it, it, now you know what a theory is, right? A theory, as Brother Hagin said, is, is a supposition based upon ignorance of the subject under discussion. So we don't just have a theory today. We have the word. Amen. So, so Paul says, for we know that if our earthly house. Now, what is he talking about when he says our earthly house? Yeah, it's okay. You can speak up. Our body. If our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. That's why I know it's just, it's, it's by habit. And I always, I try to correct myself and just make this distinction. This is not the house of God that we came into today. Now, we all came together as individuals. Really and truly, God does not dwell in, in a handmade brick and mortar. Say this. I am am the house of God. God. And so my body makes my earthly house. Your house and you. Between you and your house. Because I am a spirit being. I'm not just, people get more conscious of the flesh. Well, you know, it's just like the Bible says, we're body, soul, and spirit. Bible never said that. The Bible says that we are spirit, soul, and body. And the reason people do that is because they're more body conscious. They're more soul conscious. And so when you leave this house, you're going to still be you. People say, well, you know, well, we know people in heaven. Well, do you know people now? And it's going to be even more you pronounced. You know, if you read the Bible in the book of Luke... Chapter number 16, the Bible talks about there was a certain rich man. And this rich man, the Bible says that he went to hell. Now, just because you have money doesn't mean you're going to go to hell. So don't, don't think that. Well, you know, I don't want to have any money because, you know, the Bible says that rich man, he went to hell. That's not what it's saying. Uh, the, Bible, the Bible says he was at, at the rich man's house or, you know, at, laid at his gate Full of sores, the dogs came even licked his sores. The Bible says that, that he died and was carried to Abraham's, which was the place um, where people would come. And so here they are. And the Bible says, in the, beg- the uh, rich man also died, and in hell, he, li- and he looks at Lazarus and says, Father Abraham. It's interesting, he noticed Abraham. He knew who he was. He, he said, um, Father Abraham... Um, I have this insatiable thirst. And what did he say? He says, son, remember. 
See, that, that shows that your, your brain is not your mind. Well, look at the inventions that came through this gray matter. It's not the brain, it's the mind. If, if people surgically remove your brain, you'd still have a mind. Wouldn't be able to operate in the earth with it. That, that you received all these good things and, and Lazarus evil, but now he's comforted and now you're tormented. And then what he say? Let me help my brothers. Let me um, send someone to my brothers. So he was interested in, in the loss. He was interested in these things. But see, it just shows that he had in faculties. He knew everything. Well, you know, it's just annihilationism. No, when you die, you just step out of your body. If you're born again, you go up. If you're not, you go down. Amen. All kinds of things nowadays, and they believe that there's, you know, dozens and dozens of genders of people. How many know there's purgatory and whatever else people want to believe? Amen. So I want to share this morning about my house. You know, you know, it just it's always a good reminder when you go there. You know, I'm, we're going to go see men. Um, so those earthly house, they're not there to the funeral home. And you think, wait, where is that them? You know, you look at, at the body and it looks like they, they age 20 years or something. And you think. Well, that's not even them, you know. It, it makes it even easier, the grieving process or whatever, because it doesn't even look like the person. That's just the house. Why? Because they're not there. They change life. The body without the spirit is dead. So notice he says, if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, the Bible says we came from dirt and we're going to eternal in the heavens. So people say, well, is he talking about my new body? Well, yes and no. Because the Bible says we're excited about that every day of my life. The older you get, you should be more excited about that. Not that we have to fall apart. Not that we have to. The Bible says we can be quickened. That we can have um, resurrection life in us. We can have healing. God made provision. But we're not going to live down here forever. I wouldn't even want to in the flesh. But we're going to have a glorified body. So people say, man, I can't wait to get rid of this thing. You're not ever getting rid of it. It's going to be this body glorified. This body right here glorified. And, and just believe me, when the glory of God is going to hit it, you're going to be happy with it. You're going to be satisfied with it. Amen. Body. They don't value it and they don't take care of it. Notice as we read in verse 1, he says, it's our house. It's our tabernacle. There's never going to be a time where we're houseless. Amen. Are to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. So, you know, the thing that we don't like living in this realm is that things can be corrupted. How many know that our body suffered the fall? The fall of man. You know, that's why there's certain things. You know, the Bible talks about the curse of the law, but the Bible talks about the curse of the fall. What was under the curse of the law? Sickness and gate. But the Bible says there are certain things that we have that's the curse of the fall. That's why you have to work by the sweat of your brow. How many know we haven't been redeemed from work? Well, thank God I've been redeemed from work. It talks about pain and childbearing. Now, 
thank, thank God for the people that say they have, you know, faith and they, they go through a childless, I mean a childless, <laughs> painless childbirth. Amen. Other things we could talk about. But those things are, are because of the fall. But God's going to change all that. Soon and very soon. Amen. But just like a computer file can be corrupted. There's things in, in this earth. And you know, the, the earth itself is, is a beautiful place. Even in its fallen state. But can you imagine what it was like before the fall? And God's going to restore it back just the same. And even better. So when the Bible tells us that when sin came into the world, and you can see this in, in Romans chapter 5, it says death came in, death by one. When death came in, it came because of sin. And so, you know, since we, we see the, the fall, since the fall, there's no such thing as a perfect human body. You know, even when you see a little baby, people, ooh, you know, pass the baby. Not exactly. If you look really close, you could see that maybe one eye is a little bit bigger than the other. Or, or just a little something that's imperfection. There's nothing that's flawless. Many times what we call God is mean. It's just in a good working condition. Amen. How many know we, just, we need our bodies? If you look and see what the Bible says, I mean, you could look at it. You break it down. Even if you live 100 years, what? Two, you know, 2.4 hours. All you need your body is about half an hour more. Or an hour. Amen. Don't you believe that God can keep it? God can keep your body. See, if you want to live here on the earth, you have to have your body. Amen. There, there's not people, you know, and, and that's the thing. When you die, you leave the earth. There, there are no people here that were here in the 1700s. Just floating on the surface. Well, yeah, you know, I, so-and-so contacted them. It's called evil spirits. It's called demons. It's called familiar spirits. And as we read last week, the Bible forbids people contacting. But there's coming a time, the Bible says. Hallelujah. And this is what I'm excited about. The Bible says the trumpet shall sound. Amen. You, you've never heard. Now, I like trumpets, but I've never. With this one, you've never heard before. The trumpet shall sound. And the dead in Christ are going to rise first. We shall ever be with the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe in the rapture of the church. I'm going on the first load. And, and join the Antichrist. Well, you know, I'm going to be the resistance army of the Lord. God. Hallelujah. So the dead in Christ shall rise. Corruptible is going to put on incorruptible. Mortality is going to put on immortality. Thank you, Lord. So if there's anything that you don't like about your body, it's not because it was in the thank you for. But you know God doesn't like it either, but he made provision for it. That's why he, he went to the cross, spirit, soul, and body. He purchased me spirit, soul, and body. That's why our bodies are valuable. And you lose your body is the most valuable possession. You lose your right to be here. But, but you see people that, boy, they, they love that car, and they love this and that, and they just spend all that time. Uh, 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 well, you know, I just love this car. Well, you don't take care of your body. Man, the funeral coach. 
<laughs> so this life that we live even now is the shortest thing that we're going to ever do. God's going to fix everything. You know what? You'll enjoy every part of your house. Your house. You know, it's, it's bad if you don't like your house. That's the place you live. That's the place you're at every day. But we're, now we're talking about the earthly house. I'm thankful for my house. And I'm not talking about on First Street. I'm talking about your body. The temple that you live in. Look at verse 2. We don't just want it to be earthly. We want it to be heavenly. Heavenly skin. Heavenly hair. Amen. Who's looking forward to things coming back in your life? <laughs> Amen. We're going to have a glorified. So be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened. Not for that we should be unclothed, but clothed upon. So notice he's saying, reality might be swallowed up of life. So all the things in sin and curse will affect us no more, including the aging process. So like we said, if you can just deal with it for another hour, you've got it made. Amen. There's nothing too tough you can't make it through. Amen. What does Jesus say? He says, he that endures to the end shall be saved. He that endures to the end is going to be saved. Hallelujah. And guess what? God's going to fix it all. Keep reading. Now he that wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit, the down payment. As we said earlier, James said this, that the body without the Spirit is dead. We're going to run the race that God has called us to. We're going to have to stay in our body. You, you can't do this bodiless. If you lose your body, you can't stay here. We leave. Amen. So we want to come. Is a valuable member in the body of Christ. If you leave early, we might come visit you in heaven. And say, hey, why'd you leave early? You know, we had to pick up the slack. Amen. Don't, don't leave before you are a thing for you to do. And it's not up to him when you leave. You know, it's more up to us than anything. The Bible says that it's appointed unto men once to die. Die. It says people, <clears throat> it's appointed unto men once to die. You know, you'll never miss that appointment. How many know people cancel appointments all the time? I don't want to go to that. No, I'm not going to that. <clears throat> cancel appointments, but they're not going to cancel this appointment. <clears throat> it's appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment we can do. To prolong our time, there's things that we can do that will cut our life short. So we don't want to lose, uh, lose out on what God does. Let's don't be in a rush just to go to heaven. Let's finish our race. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, we, um, we, we got to 107. Now, I'm not sure if I want to be, live to 107. I mean, the approximate maximum the Bible tells us is 120. I know some people say, um, but go back and look and... Um, other places as well. The Bible says, until you're satisfied. If you're satisfied at 70 or 80, then go ahead. But if you say, I'm not satisfied, then, then go on. 
With long life will he satisfy us. So when we leave the body, we leave the earth. We go to be with the Lord, no longer at home in the body. And talk. Because they're not there. Amen. You know, there's some um, countries in Africa where they on the town. Show them, show them, you know, what's changed in the city. They're not there. There's nothing but bones. Well, look, look at the things they've done. Praying people around. And of course, that's all involved with ancestral worship. They worship their ancestors. But, but how many know that they're not there? You, you put the body in the grave and, and that's it. There's I don't care if there's nothing left. I don't care if there's the dust of their body and bones is spread across the, the could have been um, they could have died at sea, the sharks could have eaten them, and, and their bones have, were bleached. God knows right where those particles are. And when the trumpet comes, I think it would be really awesome to be around a cemetery. Amen. Now I don't know how the Lord's gonna I don't know if he's gonna just make a real mess out of it. I'm gonna be like have you ever seen like in Louisiana when you have like a big storm and you, you see the caskets and coffins, you know, they're, they float because of the, the water table. I think it'd be really awesome to be around 10th Avenue East over there when we go up in the air and <laughs> excited about those graves. And then all of a sudden you're going to feel the, the glory of God hit you. You're like, oh boy, I feel good. Amen. Look in verse um, 6. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Now, how many know we we use that verse a lot? um, Walking by faith and not by sight. Talking about the subject of faith. But in the context, he's talking about death and life. Why? Because I'm not with the Lord right now, but I'm just walking by faith. We are confident. I say, I'm willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore, we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. Hallelujah. So the important thing is that we stay in this. Can you say amen? amen? Now turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Everyone say, thank you, Lord, for my body. Amen. You wouldn't be just a a spirit floating around. (laughs) 1 Corinthians 6. Not that the unrighteous should not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, what we're going to read in the rest of this chapter, he's talking about the body. And he says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. And on the first part, look at the, the last part. And such were, everyone say were. were. Such were some of you. But you are sanctified. But you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And by the Spirit of my God. 
I've quoted that to the devil many times. When he tries to remind me of my past, I'll say, but I'm washed, but I'm sanctified, but I'm justified in the name of Jesus and by the spirit of my God. And, and, you know, I just, I like to, he tries to rub it in your face, just put it back in his. Okay, devil, you, you want to remind me of my past? Let me just tell you a little bit about your future. I'm going to be worshiping God for eternity, enjoying my heart's desire. You're going to be burning in a lake of fire and brimstone. What are you going to do? When, when he starts saying, hey, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Let me ask you, what are you going to do? His, his, my problems are nothing compared to his problems. <laughs> he says, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. Just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should. But I will not be brought under the power of any. So all things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought, brought under the power of, of any. Like I said, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. That's right. yeah. there, was a, there was a guy, he came to a, um, uh, Kenneth Hagin Ministries, he came to the healing school. And um, he was having all kinds of problems with digestion and different things and just wasn't he's, um, bothering me. He said, well, you know, how much you drink? He said, I don't know, about 20 cups a day. He said, well, I, th I think it probably is bothering you. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. That was his own. I drink 20, 20 cups. Well, you know, at that point, he didn't need a, a revelation. He didn't need someone. He just needed to obey God. Even the 10. I mean, that's way back for him. <laughs> I drink on coffee all day long and I come back and I don't think I even took a sip of it. I look and it's like. That's how much, I think it got, it grew from what I had this morning. So I just sip on a little bit. Amen. But just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. So look at verse 13. He says, meats for the belly and the belly for meats. But God shall destroy both it and them. How many know that the digestive process is going to be different? I mean, you're not going to, Now we see that people did eat. With Jesus even ate in a glorified body. But it's going to be different. Now the body is not for fornication but for the Lord. And the Lord for the body. Say this. My body, my body. Is, for is for the Lord. And the Lord, and the Lord is, for is for my body. Amen. And so. <clears throat> Paul. When he began to address, address people, he began to address people and, and the error that they had. And one of the things that, that people did is they addressed that things were just material. And that, you know, God doesn't care about the material, which it would include your body. That he just, have you ever heard this kind of thing, you know, even today? Well, God doesn't really care about that. He just cares about the spiritual he doesn't really care what you do with your body. But that's error. That's deception. So God does care a lot about your body. And here's the, here's the wonderful thing. We, we could go into all this, but notice that God, something to God, he has a right to do something about it. He's able to... What did Paul say? He's able to keep that which I've committed unto him in another place. Like he was saying here, it's not for fornication. 
He said, it's for the Lord. It's not just for food. It's not just for pleasure. It's not just for my body. So when I commit it to him, he has a vested interest in doing something about it and keeping me. Hallelujah. Who wants to finish their race? Who wants to go home early? <laughs> Look in verse 14. God hath both raised up the Lord and will also raise that your bodies are the members of Christ. So this, this body, when he said that God's going to raise up the Lord and will raise up us, this body's going to be Jesus' body. Thank you, Lord. And the fact that he was raised proved that, that we will be raised. Can you say amen? amen. But don't you look at verse. Know you not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of our That he which is joined to a harlot is one body, for two saith he shall be one flesh. But what I want you to realize is your body right now is a member of Christ. That's why when we, we said that it's going to be this body glorified. Because he goes on, to, that's what he says. He says, no, you're not your bodies of the members of Christ. It's not going to be some other body. It's going to be this body that wants to sin. <laughs> Man, your bodies are the members of Christ. It, it's designed to be eternal. But, of course, sin got in, and the, but God's going to fix all that. So the reason we talk about these things is because people haven't valued their body. People have despised it. We have no right to despise our body. I mean, many times when we say that, people with control, they say they hate their body. They hate the condition. If, if we're four pounds overweight or two pounds underweight. <laughs> it's up to us. You know, the, your flesh is a lot like Play-Doh. I mean, no, your, your flesh, it, it, it grows, it, it, it shrinks. You, you can do whatever you want to. Am I in the right place today? Yep. Amen. Don't think that God gave you a bad deal. Amen. It's up to us. But he says, know you not your bodies are the members of Christ. Shall I take the members of Christ and make them the members of Harley? God forbid. See, what people do is they say, well, it's my body. Not if you're a Christian. This body, not, but it actually is also the temple of the Holy Ghost. And he has some rights in my life. He has some say-so in my life. And then look what he says in verse 17. But he that is joined unto the Lord. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committeth fornication sinneth. Now I realize we have younger people in here today. But, but what is fornication? Outside of covenant. How many know that we have a covenant? When you're married, you have a covenant. So he says, flee, run from fornication. Every sin that a man does is without the body. 
But he that commits fornication sins against his own body. Can you sin against your own body? You can in this way and in other ways as well. So one of the things we always have to realize is wherever we go, and this is not to be something of bondage, but wherever I go, the Holy Ghost is going too. When I go, God shows up. Well, you know, you, you can't bring that religion over here. and You can't bring that Jesus. Well, I can't come over there then because he's coming with me. Amen. He's with me. What? Know you not? Paul says that several times. He says, what? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you? So your body's a temple. That's why John G. Lake, he, it was said that he would go and look in a mirror and say, God's living in that man. Here's he that is within me. See, if you can real, realize that God is with me, he's on the inside of me, you will never despair me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, many times people, and I've been to the land of Israel, but, you know, you can look at Israel, you can look at all different places in, in Europe and different things, and people see these great cathedrals. And, and they, they're enamored by it. I mean, I remember seeing, like, the Washington Cathedral. And this, this huge building. The only thing I was interested in is I had a, a music cassette and it said it was, it, was, it was recorded there. So I just wanted to see it just because of that. And uh, because I like trumpets again. And so, anyway, people get enamored by this. Look at this, look at this. Shh, be quiet. You know, this is the house of God. It is not. We are the house of God. It's like people that get all quiet at a funeral. You know, unless they're the living dead. <laughs> Hallelujah. So God has chosen to take up residency in what he made. How many know the Bible says this? In some... Man's never made anything like this. Man's never made anything with honor. God formed us, then he breathed into us the breath of life. And now, even in our fallen state, the Holy Spirit says, hey, I want to live in that. What? Know you not your body's the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have a God and you are not your own. Everyone say, I am not marvel. It is an amazing creation of God. Life on earth. So I can be of service. So I can have reward. And for you are bought, verse 20, with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit. And in your spirit. So, as we said earlier, Jesus went to the cross, spirit, soul, soul, and body. That's why the Bible says we have the earnest of the spirit. We just have the down payment right now. You have the earnest. You have the down payment, his presence. Just like, what, what is a, uh, a promise? It's, it's the promise that there's more to come, that there's something. In, amen. So, the earnest of the spirit, that there's something more. Hallelujah. See, I just have the down payment right now. There's a lot more on the other side. So don't ever feel bad if, well, you know, I'm just, like we said earlier, don't, don't fret because of evildoers. Don't compare yourself. Well, you know, they, they have a lot more than I do. Do you have Jesus? Are you born again? Is your name in the book? Are you going to heaven? Then you have, you have more than the richest person in this world. 
if they don't have God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So whatever you do with your body, always check. Check with the owner. Have you ever, like, I know, I know when, I, um, when I had a townhome before I was ever married and um, even lived in different places, apartments, and a townhome, and had this one little studio apartment, just like one big room. But, you know, I never just started knocking down the walls and then notified them, you know, I, I just want to change things around. You know, I just thought it needed a little upgrade. Why? Because that's not mine. It, I don't own it. Well, I don't own this body. I can't just start doing things to it. I need to, you need to check in and say, Lord, is it okay if I do this? Is it okay if I do that? Why? Because it's his body. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And so as we begin to listen to the Lord, say so. With, and he'll keep it. So we don't leave our body early. We don't have accidents. Why? Because if we pray, the Lord will say, hey, don't go over there. Don't go do that. But by the grace and mercy of God, amen, I'll feel pray and finish. You know, I think it's good that we just make a commitment in our life. Because many times we haven't done what we should have done. And I'm not talking about, you know, losing, taking pounds or anything. Body. I mean, it could be, but this is precious. This is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So just, just pray this with me. Just bow your head and say, Father, I thank you for the privilege of living. Thank you, Lord, for my... Lord, forgive me when I didn't treat it right. Show me this amazing creation. Show me what pleases you. I seek to honor you. I glorify you with my body and spirit, which are yours. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says this in Romans 12. We didn't read this, but he says, I beseech you, I beg of you, that holy your body a living spiritual worship. And don't be conformed to this world. Don't, other translations say this, don't let the world squeeze you into the mold. What does the world want you to be? Show me off that, that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. That's what it is. Don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. And trans so how am I going to be changed in life? Well, it starts with me presenting my body. A living sacrifice. But you know, you know, as they say, you know what the problem with a living sacrifice is? It wants to crawl off the altar. But if it's dead, it's not going to do anything. But if it's a living sacrifice, it wants to get off. Who's ever felt like that? You just, you, you, the Bible says crucify the flesh. And you start to crucify the flesh and it says, no, I want to live. No, I want to do this. I want to do that. Amen. But as you begin to do that, Present your body a living sacrifice. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Amen. And then just trust the Lord. And, we'll, and like we said, just trust God to keep you another half an hour, another hour. And you know, 
Now there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. At that point, hey, you, you can go in and bury it now. I'm done with it. But, you know, I believe that we're going to go up. I believe at my age, I'm going to see. Now, you know, you, you hear these things. I, I remember years ago, I thought, oh, man, I just graduated Bible school. My mom said, she said that, she said, I doubt we'll even ever go past 1996. And so, you know, it's like, man, I'm going to, I'd be 22 years old at that time. And I'd be, you know, I haven't even lived yet. And Jesus is coming back. Wait, Jesus. But, you know, that's been happening for two th- but he in the church. People, so we need the promise of his coming. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you today for your word. We thank you for your presence. Thank you for your anointing. We thank you because you live on the inside. Thank you, Lord, that our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which we have of God. We are not our own.